Something happened yesterday that I... I know it's important. And I don't... I don't really know what... to conclude entirely. Like, I've got some idea, but I'm not super sure. It's windy tonight. I can hear the geckos and crickets and the oak tree creaking. It's nice. I want to share it and sort of see what happens. I guess to see where I go with it. Before you get bored, I'll <laughs> get started. So I've been studying physics a lot. I'm working through David Bohm's 1950s book on quantum mechanical theory. And every now and then there's a problem for you to solve um, so that you're engaged with it and understand the math behind what he's doing. And I get to a problem and I'm like, I want to try and solve this one. It's about wave mechanics. I've got some idea of wave theory and how oscillations work and I want to see if I can actually do it. Because these are, these are hard problems. This book is written for career physicists. And it's like, show that the, the total force on a particle, uh, on an electron, being influenced by its own electromagnetic field is such and such. I start working on it. It's gonna involve an, an ordinary differential equation, but first I've gotta do a substitution and an integration by substitution. And I start doing the things, and I'm changing the bounds of integration and it's like I'm working on this thing for 30 minutes at the kitchen table trying to do it on my own by memory. And like at one point I have to remind myself how to do integration because it's been so long since I've done it by hand. And I have to look up integration by parts and remember things. And I get to little humps and bumps and I get over them and I'm like, okay, I can handle this, I can handle this. And then I get down to where I'm changing the bounds of integration on a... On a calculation and the new bounds that come out are integrate over the span from one to one which is proof that I've screwed something up and I start getting this shaky feeling in my body and I know it's emotion about failure and I look through all the lines of calculations on my paper all the lines of pencil and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin looking for the mistake. I try for a couple of minutes, I'm pushing away the shaky feeling. And then I know that the shaky feeling is a traumatic memory and I've got to let it in. When they come, if you're in the right place, you've got to let them in. So I turn my awareness toward it and I let it come up and it just brims with tears and raw emotion. And I get these bursts of like memories of like doing homework at the kitchen table as a kid, particularly math homework. Something comes through in high school and then something comes through from when I was a little boy, like the math was basic arithmetic. And being home alone, having to do this homework and not knowing how to do it. And the textbook didn't make sense. And my parents were off at work doing their aspirational American dual income thing. And I knew that when my parents got home, they were going to ask if my homework was done. And I'd have to tell them that I didn't know how to do it. And they wouldn't always be able to help me, either because they were fried from work or because they later on didn't know how to do the math. 
And I got with all of this memory and all the emotion, the feeling of I've failed. I'm going to have to go to school the next day and turn in something that's a failure and get a bad grade. And that makes me a failure. And there's this, this whole overtone of isolation that comes with it from the, the sensory and emotional memory of actually sitting at the kitchen table alone trying to figure out math to the sense of mom and dad getting, like being unhappy that you didn't do your homework and like that's a kind of estrangement all the way to the teacher's response and the way the teacher evaluates you with a grade as an individual. And that compares you not only to the class and ranks you to call you out and other you, but it also compares you to an objective societal standard. Like an F is an F, a C is a C compared to an A. And I'm sure not everyone's experience of this is the same, but how many people have homework trauma how many people have math trauma? And what showed up for me after I let this emotion go through, and I mean, it was so intense that I had to press my hands into the tabletop and my feet into the floor so that I get the sensory feedback of being here and now so that the emotion wouldn't sweep me up and take me away. Like to embody that much feeling, it was rough. And what came on the heels of all of it, like at the end of all of it, was that this realization that I don't exactly know like how to draw into a really clean and pithy point. But it's the general idea that children should not be subjected to individual evaluation. In fact, I don't think they should be subjected to independent work that has a pass or fail outcome. Kids aren't psychologically ready for that shit. I mean, this is where I get fuzzy, so I might just like talk with no purpose, and I'm sorry for that. Like indigenous cultures, the little that I know about them includes that independence is a rite of passage into adulthood in a lot of those cultures. Like the vision quest that boys go on, or certain Central American cultures where it's normal for the men of the community to come take the boy out of the home and take him away from his mother and make him go do rites of passage. Like becoming an individual who isn't part of a family and community unit, who is self-reliant and who is uh, subjected to the vicissitudes of his success, that defines entry into adulthood. But in our dominant culture, we're subjecting children to that sense of, of burden, of responsibility, and the isolation that comes with it. Very young. How, how early do we start giving kids grades? Or how early do we start either rewarding or withholding gold stars in pre-K. Jesus Christ, children need families. Children need parents and siblings. Children need to be part of a whole. I've got half a dozen 
thick books on trauma healing on my shelf that all go into this in some fashion or other. The psychoanalytic books look at developmental psychology. The child trauma books look at the clinical markers of child trauma. Isolation, abandonment, and loss are core to so much of child trauma. The isolation of loss, either loss of a resource you wanted or loss of a connection to somebody, the abandonment of an authority or a caregiver either leaving your life or pushing you away from them emotionally or othering you in some substantial way, these create deep traumas that develop entire personality constructs that last for life if they're not healed through long-run trauma healing, therapy work. And in my particular case, there's a big complex, as we would say in psychoanalysis, around mathematics and homework and like all of that in school. I know I'm not alone in that. And it seems that more generally, schooling itself with its individual evaluation of success and its method of assigning homework knowing that that will have to be done alone. It seems like it just sets us up for complexes around abandonment and loss and isolation. And what's the result of those complexes? I know I'm speaking analytically. If you're actually listening to me at this point and it resonates with things in your own life, you might start to get defensive or angry at me or deny what I'm saying is true. Totally fair. <clears throat> these topics are really challenging. I mean, hell, reading any of the books on my shelf has taken months per book because it's easy to run across a page that triggers the shit out of you and you got to deal with the trigger. But when abandonment and loss and isolation are involved in someone's personality complex, like someone's childhood history, the adults that grow out of those experiences can't be alone. And they can't aspire into great challenges without having to become really constricted and tight and unhealthy. And they often can't exert their will independently. They need others to validate or support or bolster them. With the exception of the last several months of me working diligently into my trauma around math and physics, that's been my experience of math and physics my whole life. I had a first career for 12 years as an engineer. I hated having to go figure things out for myself in engineering. I constantly railed against that aspect of the culture with no self-awareness around why it might matter to me so much. I just knew that where other engineers are perfectly happy looking things up and figuring it out on, on their own and tinkering, I hated that. I always wanted someone to explain things to me, to hold my hand, to help me make sure that I wasn't going in the wrong direction. And in general terms, lots and lots and lots of people have that in specific domains of their own lives, be it intimate relationships or work and success along with imposter syndrome or things all the way down to community and collectivism and being part of cult organizations. This stuff all ties back into early life experiences 
of individual evaluation and individual work being forced into independence way too early in life. There, I guess I did get to a point. I don't really know what to do with it. it just feels really important. Oh yeah, here's what I forgot. Or why it felt incomplete, because it's just a statement of a problem. Where do you go from there? It's fun to complain and say what's wrong, but it doesn't change anything. And the solution isn't easy or straightforward by any means, but there are guiding lights. You know, Jung is one of my favorites, and his entire process of individuation is the process of becoming independent and becoming an individual among the collective. Because what happens when we're forced into it too early is that we have a psychic split deep within ourselves and we form an identity that needs collectivism in whatever domain it happened. And so we extend childhood into adulthood and we are childlike adults in that way. And in poetry, that's a great thing to be but in the world, it's not really workable for a long time. The process of individuation requires revisiting yourself and finding the parts of you that split off. These days, in the work I do, we call it a traumatic complex, and we find trauma memories, usually through symptoms, and then working backward from the symptoms, the mind leads us to the memories. And by reintegrating the memories with the present sense of self, those memories stop being split off. We become more whole by remembering what we've gone through and going through a grieving experience about it. And in grief, you're able to finally let go of what you've lost. You don't have to hold on to it unconsciously anymore. And you can move beyond it. And that's when you start developing. You start finding yourself as an individual and moving into an adulthood. I've been able to do that with trauma healing work, aided by other kinds of healing modalities besides the one that I practice. And there are other approaches. The, the Jungian analysts, their methods involve creativity and art and expressiveness and, uh, and seeing oneself in the mirror of uh, archetypal symbolism and, and other people's creative works, famous works. There's so many avenues. But ultimately what has to happen is there has to be an effective way to go back into your own history and find the memories, the parts of you, that have split off and hidden away in your unconscious that are pulling the strings from childhood self and causing you to call to the world for childhood needs to be met. Once those become conscious, you get choice. And that choice can include not critically needing those collectivist and communal resources all the time in every situation. And adulthood involves striking out on your own a lot. 
following your own light into the wilderness.